0: We all know some people who seem to make all the wrong choices. Maybe you've, you know, sometimes just thought like out of all the choices that you can make this person, this friend, this family member, you always make the wrong choice, like just blowing things up. And that seems to be some kind of skill with that person. It, I say that kind of in jest, but like, we do know people that make seem to make all the wrong choices, just going from bad choice to bad choice to bad choice. And that, it makes us go, gosh, where does this, like skill in living come from? When we get to that difficult spot, when we get to a difficult decision, where, what do we draw from? Where is the source that helps us live well, live with skill, what the Bible calls live with wisdom? As parents, that's one of the things we're in particular concerned with is we want to raise children who live skillfully, live well in the world, live with wisdom, making good choices, living in relationship to God and in the world. And so like one of the things that we're after is that, hey, I want to help you live well. It can be easy as a parent to just be like, and so therefore, here's my list of rules. The thing that I've always, I've seemed to continually learn is that there's never enough rules. When, when your child is two, situations come up that you are like, I didn't realize I needed to make a rule for you that you don't get to go and do this. As kids get older, we begin to get into situations where we we can't just have rule-based like parenting. I'm just going to Will we get into a new situation and let me just lay down. Here's the family rule. It's a tempting thing to do as a dad. You say, hey, here's the the new rule. But that's actually not helping with the new situations. Because it always seems the new situation comes up that the old rules don't apply to. And so where does the skill in living well come from? How do we help develop that skill? in our kids, to make good choices, to live well in the world. Today, I want to show you in this series that we're going through, North Star Parenting, what does it mean for the gospel to orient our parenting? Today, I want to take you to the book of Proverbs. I want to take you to two verses that help us begin to address what it means to help our children live wisely, what it means to help us, for us to help our children become wise. I, um, I did a search, I actually did it a couple of times. What does Proverbs say to parents or what does Proverbs say about children? Because, and I was really hoping for a certain kind of list because I knew that Proverbs is just chock full with advice for parents, advice for children, advice from parents to children. And the lists that I kept coming up with were just like a really simple list about like discipline. And like, I was like, I'm not really sure that that's the whole book of Proverbs and how it addresses parents. So what I want to do is, is take you to Proverbs chapter one and show you two verses that help us orient our kids to the source of wisdom, two verses that help us, they, they call us to orient our kids to the source of living well, living skillfully. Proverbs chapter one, verses seven and verse eight. If your Bible is like mine, there might be a heading that divides these, but I want to look at those together with you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Let's pray. God, as we open... Your word. I pray that you would help us to find the source of wisdom. Help us find the source of living well in the world, living in relationship to you and really living in relationship in the world. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I misspoke a minute ago. There's actually three verses. But what I want to show you in these three verses is that four ways that we point our kids to the source of skill in living, of wisdom, four ways that we point our kids to the source of wisdom. Verse 7. first line of verse seven says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The book of Proverbs, this is like the theme verse for the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Solomon wrote Proverbs and uses knowledge And wisdom and understanding. And he interchanges them periodically because they're kind of different looks at the same thing. But what he starts with is this call, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. If we are going to know what it means to live in the world with wisdom, if we are going to have the understanding that we need, if our kids are going to have the understanding that they need, that knowledge starts with, finds its source in the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is a, was one writer described it. Wisdom is a word for covenant life. That's relationship with God. Covenant life in the practical details of everyday situations and relationships. It's a relationship with God lived out in the practical details of everyday situations and relationships. That's what parenting is is helping our kids learn to bridge the gap between our relationship with God and our relationship with the world and our everyday situations. Wisdom is learning to bridge that gap, to do those things well. We need knowledge to help us do it. Another, another definition for wisdom is skill. That's why I've repeated it already several times. Wisdom is like skillful living. It's the person that knows the right decision and makes it at the right time in the right way. That's what it means to live wisely, is to live skillfully. And so this, the call in this the, is to, to point our kids to the, not just, hey, you should be wise. You should live skillfully. You should have knowledge. But this passage says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge the 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 beginning of is not just well this is the starting point and then you can move on from there no like the fear of the lord is the source of the knowledge that you need to live well and so the the application to parents is to say okay what i need to be pointing my kids to is the source that comes from fear of the lord i don't know if you're like me but fear of the lord can be kind of a It's a hard term to put your hands on it, put your hands around it. Fear of the Lord, does that mean I'm afraid? Does that mean I'm terrified? Like, what does it mean to fear the Lord? The fear of the Lord in the book of Proverbs could also be described as regard for the Lord. Living in, in, with, like, thinking properly about God, but not just in the times that I think about Him, but living with regard for the Lord in all things, in all ways. I, um, one of the definitions I think of, or maybe when I think of what it means to regard the Lord is when somebody just like blows up their life, destroying all their relationships, leaving their wife and kids, running and doing all sorts of stuff, making a mess of things just for whatever reason that they want to do that. And one of the things that goes through my mind when I see that situation is that person had no regard for their family. They wanted, that man wanted something, but he had no regard for his wife or for his kids. He had no regard for the fact that he's supposed to have a relationship with those kids for the rest of their lives. And he's doing great damage by abandoning them. This guy has no regard for his family. We could think about it in a workplace relationship. Somebody that just just leaves a wreck behind them wherever they go, this person has no regard for others. They don't think about anybody else. Proverbs says that the source of wisdom is having regard for the Lord. The the source of wisdom is beginning to live all of our lives thinking rightly about God in all things. John Golden Gate explains it this way, that Proverbs assumes that you cannot make sense of the world or live a full and successful life unless you see God behind it and involved in it and seek understanding of it from God. Let me read it again. He says, Proverbs assumes that you cannot make sense of the world or live a full and successful life unless you see God behind it and involved in it and seek understanding of it from God. And so the application for parents is to say, my kids cannot live a full and successful life unless they see God behind all of life, God involved in all of their lives, and seek understanding of life from God. And so the source of the skillful living that we want to pass on to our kids, we don't want kids that are living in our basement for the rest of our lives, dependent on us and wanting what does dad think and what, should, what what does mom want me to do. We want kids that make choices and go out into the world and conquer things and do great things. And if that's what we want in our kids, then we've got to point them to the source of that. Not just, hey, here's what I think. But hey, I want you to begin to regard God in all of life. See that he's involved in it and seek understanding of it from him. So the the call in this to us is to begin to say, how am I going to point my kids to the source of skillful living? Am I actually in my parenting helping my kids think through the, the fact that God And his words and his thoughts and his actions is involved in every area of my life, not just Sunday morning, not just a youth group, not just a Bible study, but that God is in and involved with and behind everything in my life. And so we've got to, as parents, begin to process that for ourselves. God, how are you involved in this? God, how are you actually at work in the situations that I'm facing, in my work, in my finances, in my hobbies, in the way that I relate to others, in my emotional life, in, in, in my dreams, in my wishes for retirement? We've got to begin to see for ourselves that God is involved in everything and then point our kids to that. So that we live with regard for the Lord and then we point them to the source of wisdom. And we don't just say, hey, the the key to life is to work hard and to go to college and get an education. It's to, to know the right people so you can get the right kind of job. No, we've got to be pointing our kids to the source of wisdom by saying the fear of the Lord, regard for the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's the first way that we orient our kids to the source of skillful living. The second way, verse 7b says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's the source. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the second way is that we must orient our kids' hearts towards wisdom. We must orient our kids' hearts towards living skillfully. This The contrast in the book of Proverbs is between wise, the wise and fools, between wisdom and folly. The, these two roads that are calling to each of us, the one road is a way towards wisdom, regard for the Lord. But there's always another road that's calling out to our kids. It's this way of folly. And that, that way of folly is a way that leads to destruction. The, but this verse tells us that it's not just that fools reject wisdom and instruction. It's not just that fools ignore wisdom and instruction. Fools despise it. It's a heart issue. And so in our parenting, the call to us is, can, can we actually get towards their hearts? Can we actually orient our kids' hearts towards wisdom. Can we be parenting them in that direction? Because it's not just that fools despise, I'm sorry, ignore wisdom, reject it, move past it, but fools despise it. They say, it's not even worth my time to try to be wise, to live skillfully. It's not even worth my time to live with regard for the Lord, to fear the Lord. And so, as parents, that the application in that is that yes, the source of wisdom is regard for the Lord, but then it's our kids' hearts that are on the line. Can we be parenting in such a way, can we be praying in such a way that we are getting at their hearts? Because if their hearts despise it, then nothing else is gonna come from that. We live in an age really that despises wisdom and instruction. We live in an age, regardless of where you look, where people just say, I want to be true to me. I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I think is right. I had a professor who said that our motto is, I want what I want when I want it, and I want what I want right now. And that's the motto of our age. I want what I want when I want it, and I want what I want right now. And so that that kind of attitude that this is what I want is the heart issue that surfaces in our kids. And so our job is not to just get them to stay under control while they're under our roof, but to help them to love wisdom and instruction. So say, I prize and want to live wisely. I don't want to just go off and do whatever I want to do and do whatever feels good. Whatever it is that's going to make me happy. Instead, I want to live wisely. I want to live well. And so, we as parents have to get at our kids' hearts. I was in a conversation with a leader at a school uh, a while back, and this really has nothing to do with what kind of school you should put your kids in, whether it's a public school or a private school, a Christian school, a homeschool. But he he was just telling me about the the value of his school. And he said, sometimes parents just can't get through to their kids. And so that's where we come in. And I just went, whoa, like, like lesson number one, lesson number one is that God has given you to me. And God, just as God calls me to submit to him, God's called you to submit to me. And so the idea that this, this man had, well, let's try and divide kid, this kid from his parents because he doesn't want to listen to them. I'm like, that's actually a heart issue. You can learn math at any point. You can learn English. You can learn to write. You can learn, you can learn art. You can do all that stuff. But the job of a parent is to get towards their heart so that they love and prize it. And when we find a heart issue, then that's actually the really good teachable moment where God has called us. Because he's called us to orient our kids hearts towards wisdom not to just get some things done on a list but if you're like me that's a like i cannot do something about my kids hearts sometimes i can identify it sometimes i can point it out to them but this this principle calls us as parents to be praying steadfastly for our kids because if their hearts are what's on the line then only god is the one that can change and to reshape and redirect a heart. And so as parents, part of our call is to say, fools despise wisdom and instruction. God, may my kids not despise your instruction. May I not despise your instruction. May we be the kind of people that love that. And then to go, gosh, what is the orientation of my heart? Am I, as a model, despising wisdom and instruction, not letting anybody speak to me? Not letting anybody tell me anything that I don't want to hear. Or are we instead as parents saying, No, God, please point out the the ways that I'm living unwisely, foolishly. I don't want to walk in that way. And I don't want to lead my kids in that direction. The third way that we point our kids to the source of wisdom, the source of skillful living, is that we instruct our kids towards wisdom. Wisdom. Verse 8 says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. This this gets at some of the call to a parent, which is, listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. that our kids need instruction. Our kids come to us not knowing all of the things that they need to do. And God has given us as gifts to our kids to teach them, to train them, to instruct them. Yes, the call to our children is to listen. But the call to the parent is to teach and to begin to go, God, what do I need to teach them? What do they need to know? And how do I need to, like, how do I need to pass that on to them? You see, this conception of what it means to be a parent is not simply giving orders and getting things done. Parenting isn't just, let me get give orders and let's just kind of get to the end of the day. Everybody's fed, bathed, and the floor's picked up. Like That's not what parenting is. Parenting is a parent passing on instruction for the good of the kids. Listen to the instruction. That will be the next verse. But listen, my son to your Father's instruction. I feel like one of the enemies of this kind of instruction is the kind of rushing around lifestyle that we normally live. And I'm more guilty of that than anybody. There was a point where I realized I was just angry all the time, and the Lord used that as a time to surface for me. You're in such a hurry, everything feels like a barrier, because you can't get everything done. And I feel like while we are constantly in a rush trying to get things done and get the dishes finished and get onto our hobbies and do the stuff that we want to do, we end up leaving no time to instruct our kids, teaching and training them in the things that they need to hear. As long as we're rushing around, we'll be too hurried to pass on the wisdom that they need to get from us. I, uh, as a family, we're learning Italian right now and we learn little snippets here and there, and it's super fun as if you, no one's coming to our house right now, but if you've been to our house over the last several months, you'll find cards throughout the house, uh, describing locations and describing actions and describing things that we do. And one of the things that I noticed a couple months into us doing this is that the only phrases that I knew were commands. And I was like, this is useful because I give a lot of commands. Go and set the table, take out the trash, put this down, go to this room. But I realized I don't want my speech, whether it's in English or in Italian, to simply be commands. Because there's no relationship and there's no instruction. This this verse here in Proverbs gives this conception of parenting to us, of instructing, of teaching them so that they can live wisely? Are we willing to begin to say, God, you've given them to me. Help me instruct them. What are the things that my kids need to know this this year? What are some conversations that I've not had? What are some things that we keep getting hung up on? And it could be because I've never explained what's going on. I've been in too much of a rush and I need to slow down and train my kids. Maybe that's a, God, you've given them to me and I need to instruct them in the in what it means to relate to you. And that means I need to educate myself. I need to do a little bit more reading. I need to have a kind of a, a, a plan for my own Bible reading, for my own discipleship so that I can make sure that I'm passing on to them something that you're doing in me. Maybe the application for you is, I need to slow down so that I've got the time to instruct and not just get things done, not just command. The fourth way that we point our kids to the source of skill in life is in verse 9 that says, They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. What is they? They is instruction and teaching. It is wisdom that he's been talking about here. What are they? They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. The call to us as parents is to hold up for our kids the beautiful prize of wisdom. The call to us is to hold up the beautiful prize of wisdom to our kids. The comparison here is that our instruction and our teaching should be garlands. Something beautiful, something prized, to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. That our teaching and our instruction should be like gifts and prizes that we give to our kids. God, can you help us become the kind of parents that hold up wisdom as a beautiful prize, that makes it attractive? God, may my relationship with you be, as a, be attractive in my kids' lives. Can we hold up l- this kind of life where we see God involved in all of it and we regard him in all things. Can we begin to hold that up as a beautiful prize? And so the question for us is, do I prize wisdom? Do I prize wisdom? Do I say, God, I want to live with the fear of you in, my, in every day of my life, in every moment of my life. I don't want to walk through life in folly, despising instruction, despising wisdom, and then that, God, do I, what goal am I pointing my kids towards? Am I pointing them towards success, towards popularity, towards money, towards security, towards self-sufficiency? Or am I pointing my kids to this prize of a godly life? You see, we can go through the book of Proverbs and find verses on money. We can find verses on work, and we can find verses on relationships. But if we are defining the good life, this the kind of life that we want, as good relationships, as money, as this, then we end up distorting all of Proverbs. Proverbs says wisdom is the the prize. Like living skillfully, relating to God and relating to the world is the prize. And can we hold that up to our kids? Not, hey, get a good job and have a good family and go on cool vacations, have a good retirement. No, the, 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 the good life that we want for our kids has got to be something bigger and better and grander. It's the thing we've been talking about in previous weeks. That the God who made the world made human beings to rule and reign with him. And all the way at the end of the Bible, he repeats it. That the saints will reign with Christ. And so the call to us is to begin to say, no, this life isn't big enough. These dreams aren't big enough. Wisdom is big enough and is good enough. I told my kids a week or two ago that this is a really hard series to preach because I'm so bad at so much of this. There's so much of this that I fail at, so much of this that I am convicted by, and that I don't cast myself as, I've I've arrived at all of these things. And so when I read this passage, I I go pointing your kids to the source of wisdom, Orienting our kids, my kids' hearts towards wisdom, instructing my kids towards wisdom, holding up the beautiful prize of wisdom. There's so much of my own heart that battles at each one of these points. So many times when my own heart is inclined towards other things and my parenting gets distracted and it gets rushed, it just gets sinful. And so, where's the good news for people like you and for people like me? Whose lives are not always pointed towards wisdom, whose hearts aren't always inclined towards God? And give me more wisdom. Who reject God's instruction and chase after the beautiful prizes we've seen in the world? Where's the good news for people like you, and people like me? John one, and Colossians one, and Hebrews one, each point us to the fact to this this reminder that the wisdom that Proverbs says God used to make the world. That same wisdom is Jesus. John 1, Colossians 1, Hebrews 1 talks about God made the world through Christ. Fulfilling Proverbs 8 that says God made the world through wisdom. And so what the hope that we can find in this passage is that the the wisdom of God personified in the man Jesus died in your place and in my place. And so people like you and people like me who do not live wisely can trade our filthy rags for Jesus' perfect wisdom and perfect righteousness. And So then we don't parent trying to somehow earn God's love because we are gonna somehow point our kids towards wisdom as if that's another item on our to-do list. Did I point my kids to wisdom today? What we can instead find is hope in the gospel that Jesus, the very wisdom of God, hung on a cross and rose from the grave so that you and I can point our s- kids towards that source of wisdom because he gives it to us and he offers it to them. That you and I can orient our kids' hearts towards Jesus' wisdom personified who gave himself for us and who gives himself to them. We can instruct our kids towards Jesus, the very wisdom of of God from his perfect record in our place. And so then when we hold up the beautiful price of wisdom, it's not because we've lived wisely and perfectly ourselves, it's because Jesus lived perfectly in our place. If you're listening to this today and you say, how can this be mine? Joe, you say that bad parents like me can have the perfect record of Jesus and God's great acceptance. How can that be? The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that God made the world and he made it good, and that verse, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, explains Adam and Eve turning away from God. And you and I, and every other person in the world turning away from God and saying, no, we're not going to turn to you for the source of the good life. We're not going to turn to you for the source of wisdom. We are going to despise wisdom and instruction and instead live our own ways and do our own things. But instead of leaving us there, the Bible says that God sent Jesus, who lived the perfect life that you and I should live, died the, perfect, the death that you and I should die, and was raised to life. So that all who repent of sin and turn and trust Christ can have his record and know the welcoming smile of God on us. If you have questions of that, please leave comments, send a message, get out, go to our church website and send an email to me because I want to help you nail down for sure that Jesus gave himself for me. And so I am forgiven and made new new and restored to a relationship with God. Because that's what we're trying to orient our kids towards. That kind of God, that kind of relationship that the gospel establishes and then empowers and gives life to. And if we don't even experience that ourselves, then we can't point our kids towards that. We're not going to be able to explain it. We're not going to be able to know what we're pointing them towards. So if you have questions about that, please reach out to me. So this passage calls us to orient our kids toward the source of wisdom, Uh, orient our kids to the source of skillful living. And I want you to imagine what that, how that changes parenting. We started by talking about people who seem to make all the wrong choices. A decision comes up, bad decision, bad decision. We could easily apply it to ourselves. A parenting situation comes up where we don't know what to do. It's so easy to fall into that trap, bad decision, bad way to handle it, blow up, scream. I want you to imagine how that kind of scenario changes when we're saying, God, I, my goal here is to orient my kids towards a relationship with you, towards the source of skill in living. I want to be living with regard for you in this situation. Uh, I want to use my parenting time and gifts to point my kids towards that. That's a different kind of parenting. When we get into a situation where we don't know what to do with our son or with a daughter, we don't know what to do with an attitude. We don't know what to do with a question. We don't know what to do with a situation. That situation becomes opened up as we go, God, we are coming to you for wisdom. I'm trying to orient my kids towards the source for skillful living, not just trying to answer questions. That's a a different kind of parenting. That's a better kind of parenting as we try to say, I want you to learn to relate to the world and relate to God in that. Let's pray. God, help us become the kind of parents draw from the source of your wisdom and orient our kids towards that same source. In Jesus' name, amen.